Before we dive into this week's episode of the UNI podcast, we'd like to take the time to bring awareness to COVID-19. To any and everyone listening, please follow the rules of social distancing. Stay safe, stay healthy, and reach out to us if you have any questions or thoughts. Our Instagram is always open at the UNI podcast, and we are delighted to reply and answer and engage in conversation with you guys. So without further ado, here's our episode with Karina Chaz, who grew up in Los Angeles in laboratories in the late 80s. Her parents were pioneers in the clean beauty space. Karina went on to be the founder and CEO of Dead Cool, which she started at the age of 21. Dead Cool is a unisex, non-toxic, vegan fragrance company, but has began to branch out into the overall wellness space. She has inspired many and continues to do so. Here's our conversation with Karina, all about creating a passion-based business, the power of fragrance, and how to take on the clean approach to living. You are listening to the You and I podcast, a lifestyle podcast aiming to create a passionate and thriving community who aspire and inspire in all aspects of life. Here are your hosts, Ozzy and Carol. We're so excited to have Karina, the founder and CEO of Dead Cool, on our episode today. Welcome to the UNI podcast, Karina. Thank you guys so much for having me. We have a couple questions for you, but first, how are you? I'm good. You know, given, given the circumstances, right now is a little crazy. And of course, just with everything going on, you know, hoping to instill positivity and community around what's going on. And of course, figuring out ways to communicate this with our customer. Yeah. It's interesting to see how all like the businesses are handling like the coronavirus and everything. You guys are doing an amazing job, by the way. Thank you so much. All right. Before we get started, um, you know, into the main part of the episode, I wanted to break the ice a little bit, kind of make it a little bit more, (laughs) a little bit more happier than it usually is right now, considering the circumstances. So if you could create a slogan for your life, what would it be? Uh, Let's let me think about that. A slogan for my life. Um, you know, I guess work hard, play hard is such a cliche, but I really do believe in it. <laughs> and yeah, I want to, of course, create that and again, instill that positivity within people because, you know, the reward is so high and now having to appreciate and being grateful for things we never really had to consider in the past. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, I love that. Um, does that also, does that incorporate like that play hard as well? Does that like self-care, like taking time for yourself? Exactly. So play hard. I can go deeper into that. Um, I definitely am someone who, you know, a few years back, uh, starting the dead cool brand really, really worked myself to the bone. And of course there were rewards, but at the same time I was really, you know, having a hard time separating, my personal and work life and really kind of separating that. Uh, And that just really means, you know, working and 
continuing to focus on mental health and being the best version of yourself because once you're work to that brim, like I said, um, there's no positive reward. So with that being said, you're going to you know, do your best work when you're in your best mindset, when you're in your best health. So that's kind of where you know, my 2019 year started and of course trying to promote that for 2020 and even in times like this doing the best I can to stay positive and also, you know, relaying that message across my team because, you know, times are tough and it's understandable yeah. to be, you know, distracted in one way or another. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so diving into like the main, um, I guess, portion or section of the interview, um, could you please share with us your background and the story that has led you to where you are now? Of course. So Dead Cool started in 2016. Um, this is kind of an emulation of myself <laughs> turned into a brand or a product. Um, Dead Cool really started as a passion project. So from a young age, I had always been uh, interested in fragrances, which is such a strange thing for a young person to like and appreciate. Um, growing up in LA, I kind of came from a hippy-dippy household. So you could say my parents were more so on like the organic um, mm. kick. And I don't know if you guys know what Air One is, but my parents were shopping yeah. at Air One before it was cool. So it's funny. Really? This, yeah. This is wow. like in the 80s. So they really raised me to be, um, you know, mindful of what I put on my skin and what I ingest. Um, moving on, you know, throughout my life, I kind of resisted that. Uh, I feel like as a young person, you don't really you know, want to follow in your parents' footsteps and you kind of yeah. just want to be your own person. But, you know, in my early adulthood life, I really started to appreciate that. And those, you know, practices really shaped me into who I am today. So with that being said, I never cared about beauty or makeup or hair. And I still don't really care about it. I appreciate it, of course, because now I'm in the beauty industry. But I don't really know much about it. I just, you know, I'm a very uh, minimalist person and fragrance has always been my thing. So I've made fragrance for as long as I can remember. And this has really started from, you know, mixing essential oils to really focusing and practicing my craft. And in 2016, like I said, Dead Cool was a passion project. I started with um, an Instagram page, had no clue um, I would be in this position four years later, or I guess three and a half years later since the brand has launched. And it's pretty incredible to see, you know, how the messaging has reached so many people and how I can affect people with my art every day. And, the, you know, I really measure success in a way of people wearing my fragrances on a daily basis and, of course, continuing to educate and promote you know, green beauty and sustainability. Hey, Ozzy here. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. We want us to take a little time to share with you Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum of listens. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. In fact, we use Anchor to share our podcast and love the convenience of it. 
you can get all our stats to help us better improve our podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeah, that's amazing. I feel like that's everyone's goal or at least a lot of people's goal in finding their passion and making it a business and making it like a profession, something that they love and they can also, you know, sustain themselves with. So, um, you know, we're just so inspired by, um, you know, Dead Cool and you and what you've done with that. Thank you. Um, when you're creating a fragrance, what does the process look like? So right now at this point in my career, since I've been making fragrances from, I would say, the age of 13, I kind of just, you know, I don't get to make fragrances as often as I'd like. Most of my efforts are really focused on the marketing or the branding, even the operation side of the product. And it's funny because, like I said, I never had the intention of creating a business And from there, I have so many hats because, you know, it was just me for a very long time. And now I have a team and they're amazing. I'm so grateful for them. But at the same time, I very much want to have a hold on everything that comes out of our office and, you know, our social channels and website platforms. So the fragrance creation really kind of happens in my head. I would say it's like a painting, you have layers. And from that, I've just kind of cultivated a palette and it really just changes, not necessarily with season, but it's again, a very personal thing for me. I create all dead cool scents for myself to share with others. And it really starts as a palette. From the palette, I do um, R&D, research and development and I make three or four samples. I wear them. It takes about six months to perfect a fragrance. And it's more so about, you know, how my mood is or how, you know, I'm feeling like I want to represent myself through scent. And in my past experience, it's really been uh, personal with age. So, you know, every year, every kind of milestone, I cultivate fragrances in my mind. I write them down on a piece of paper and I start sourcing ingredients and from there we create samples. Wow, that's super cool. It seems like a lot of work going into um, you know, a product. Yes, definitely. Did you say uh, like it takes six months? Like is it just like overall there's the cultivation of the scent or is it just like the bottling and like all the other factors that kinda of go into it too? just the scent and that is because we do a lot of testing and I use my friends as panelists and I also have to wear the scent for about two weeks so I make about three samples and I try and test those and from there it's really more so like trial and error because again you just have to make sure certain scents match and what you're mixing could resonate with your customers but at the same time trying to create such personal fragrances that work for my body and figuring out how that can extend. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. More so delving into you. um, How would you describe your personal aesthetic if you could in three words? (laughs) I am a minimalist. So I would say that's my aesthetic. I am very, you know, from my fashion, I try and shop sustainable to, you know, my skin and hair routine, which is essentially skincare as opposed to makeup. And I 
have no idea how to curl my hair or do anything. I just kind of walk out of the shower. So that's been very much a staple in how I represent myself. And that is, you know, just having beauty within as opposed to really kind of, yeah. you know, it's, it's perfect for some people and not for me. I wear, you know, bare nails and very, very minimal. I definitely agree with like the makeup standpoint. I never, never wear makeup. It's definitely more so skincare. I'm obsessed with like Glossier and like everything they do. Yes, um, awesome. And they're so cool because they kind of created, um, you know, the first look at beauty community. There was nothing yeah. really of that sort. So I applaud them for creating such a cool concept. So I've been hearing a lot about, like, there's a discussion on separating your personal brand from your business, and I wanted to know how are you working with it with Dead Cool and Karina, or would there just be, like, is there a separate brand? Would you consider yourself like a separate entity from your business, or how is that kind of working for you right now? So for a long time, I had no interest in being the face of my brand. I'm a very private person, and, you know, that, you know, running through my social channels, you can kind of have a grasp on my life but at the same time I leave things to the imagination and that's because I value privacy um so I guess for the first you know six to ten months I had like I said no interest in being the face of my brand but the moment I you know spoke to the camera and spoke to my consumers Instagram has been a huge platform for me um in order to share my message and at this point in time I definitely am the face and I am a walking, like I said, emulation of my brand. So I think it's actually helped me a lot in terms of community and, you know, education. With this, it gives me all the tools to really relay messages. And I, you know, I find value in it now. I joke to, you know, my real friends how I have all these cool internet friends and I actually do really value their friendship and it's crazy how some platforms can just connect people and you know create forever connections that's good that's cool that's amazing um I guess we already talked about this before um in terms of like your childhood and that um you know affected you and who you are as a person but could you talk a little bit more about like your fragrances like what were you like as a kid um you know when it comes to your love of fragrances so I would say I was always the odd one out of the bunch. I kind of had a different grasp on life um, than my friends or peers. And I think it really started, I'm an only child, so there was a lot of room to be imaginative and creative. And I think that really kind of shaped me to who I am today. And from you know a young age, I really had this my mom always collected fragrances and I had this infatuation with masculine scent profiles and I don't know where that stemmed from, but I mean, you know, for probably the first 15 years of my life, I dressed like a boy. I had, you know, I always considered myself to be a female, but I never followed those gender binaries. I never wore dresses. I still barely, I've always considered to be a little more of a tomboy. So I think that was very important to me um, in creating my brand because, again, having this personal project, I wanted to create products that really had no gender associated 
And of course now it's very much a trend of, you know, unisex products, but Dead Cool was based and the foundation of Dead Cool was, you know, being 100% unisex, being 100% non-toxic. Um, with our branding, you know, everything is very minimal and there's no, you know, thought of would this market to a woman, would this market to a man, and that's really where the barcode comes from. It's supposed to look like a stock product, and that's what the box is supposed to represent as well. Um, okay. Um, okay, so, so when, when you, you say, say vegan, vegan or especially, especially clean, clean. Yes. Um, what does that, what does that mean, mean, especially when, you when, you when it comes to your fragrances? fragrances? So a lot of people don't know, but the fragrance world has been at a standstill for centuries. Um, you see, you know, early brands... Um, have been creating fragrances in France and all over the country, all over the world. And, you know, with fragrance, there are hormone disruptors, there are phthalates, there are parabens. Um, no one was really talking about green beauty until, you know, the early 80s. And from there, again, being, you know, born into a Los Angeles hippy-dippy home, it was really the foundation on what I was brought up on and with that you know a lot of people don't know their mainstream fragrances are either created from animal byproducts or tested on animals or have phthalates and parabens which are hormone disruptors not only that but they are pollutants so with that any type of shampoo perfume whatever it may be goes into our water streams and it harms plant and animal life. So there's a lot to be said, um, of course, when it comes to mainstream and traditional products. Well, well I never I knew never that. Um, of course, when it comes to like, the damage, damage it can do to your body. Your body. Yes. Um, that's, that's incredible. And um, I have um, really high estrogen levels, so anything mm. from deodorant to fragrance i'm extremely cautious just because i have no you know control and yeah the, these are like the only few things i can do wow wow i, didn't, I, I, didn't, I never knew that okay, okay. So, so um our next um, question, our next for, question you, for you uh, personally, uh, personally for me, for me especially, especially when it comes to like fragrance and perfume, perfume. Um, I'm, um, from I'm from nigeria and really heavy on like middle eastern that's like definitely my go-to i don't know how clean it is and safe it is for the environment but um, maybe, um, maybe I think I should do more research on that. On that. But, but for you, for you especially as how, how you are the you are CEO of a fragrance company, company. what would you what say would you is your favorite, favorite or go-to go scent? scent? If you had if one. You had one. Mm, my favorite go-to scent, I mean, it's hard for me to say because, of course, Dead Cool. Oh, are you asking for Dead Cool or in general? Um, um, I guess I both, guess both honestly. honestly. In general, it's really hard to say because I've been making fragrance for myself for so long. I really do a lot of research when it comes to fragrances. So there's not much of, you know, a selection I have at home that I'm wearing on my off days um, because I create my own. But when it comes to fragrances uh, from the Dead Cool collection, I pretty much have worn all of them at one point in my life. And that is really again the personal aspect of my brand so i would say right now i am stuck on the fragrance milk which is the base of all of our fragrances and because that is one of our layering 
EDPs, I layer it with Madonna Lily, and that's kind of my my go-to scent at the moment. Okay, we got it here from the source. <laughs> uh, can you talk to us a little bit more about the composition of your fragrances and like what makes them different compared to others? So the composition, I would definitely consider Dead Cool to be more wearable. And with that being said, I have no interest in creating heavy powdery or florals. And again, going back to this idea of women wearing men's cologne, men wearing women's fragrance and kind of just removing that idea as a whole. So with the composition, I create the palettes, I do the testing and as a consumer, I'm very concerned about how my fragrance, uh, you know, gets to other consumers. And with that, we have a very high percentage of the fragrance composition. That is about 30 to 33%. Uh, traditional EDPs range from 15 to 20. And that's so the fragrance has a long lasting wear. Um, alongside that, we don't put any water in our fragrances, which is a, you know, it dilutes the composition and keeps people spraying more and thus buying more fragrance. So our fragrances last all day. It really just depends. And even if you shower or wash, the fragrance will take on a new scent because of the water, which is actually really interesting. And with that we use uh, certified organic extracts because dead cool is a wellness product and those are nourishing for your skin and actually do good as opposed to using filler which is you know the cheap the cheap route wow i'm honestly feel like i want to keep saying this this episode but i'm just learning so much that like, I know, like I there's a lot this is amazing especially because ozzy ozzy's been obsessed with fragrances yeah ever, <laughs> the entire time i've known her so like me just looking at her face everything you're saying like her eyes just keeps on getting wider and wider like, <laughs> i love she's fragrances. loving this knowledge good <laughs> Okay, so going back to, I guess, um, you know, your family, you know, how you grew up, but also like your line and your fragrance company, how can we, you know, everyday people, people who buy your perfumes, how can we take on, you know, day to day, like a clean approach to living? Like, do you have any tips and tricks for us? Like anything we should be doing? So I always uh, encourage people to look at the products they buy, make sure you, you know, of course, right now I'm well-versed in ingredients because this is my background, but always Google things. And if you want to, you know, go into a more clean beauty routine, check out Credo. They have the best selection of non-toxic and clean products. And I always suggest people switching deodorant and fragrance first because those are products that go directly in your stream your bloodstream we absorb about 64 percent of everything we put on our skin so if this is something you're considering definitely try those two and then kind of you know working your way into makeup or you know even shopping sustainably farmers markets and yeah it's really a, a lifestyle thank you yeah um so like deco is all over blogs magazines stores and social media is there one thing that you can say it's the reason for its amazing success and traction. So it's kind of, I mean, to be honest, like this is all a learning curve for me. I had never expected, you know, Dead Cool to be sold in Barney's, which 
was my dream and crazy to have accomplished it in the time that they were still around and of course stores like Fred Siegel um, I think people love the fragrance and I think they like the story I mean I can only hope but it's been such an amazing ride because knowing people again actively choose to wear my product is you know this means that I'm doing my job and I'm successful in what I am doing um I also know that chastics are an amazing and very popular product aside from your fragrances can you tell us a little bit behind the story of your chastic so the chastic was kind of created it was created to really uh take a new approach on the, the chapstick and with chapstick with vaseline these products are based from petroleum jelly um, not to mention, I mean, it's beeswax is fine. Uh, beeswax is a common ingredient used for uh, lip balm. Not, you know, there's no problem with, with beeswax, but this is an animal byproduct. So vegan <laughs> people could not use or apply this lip balm. Um, so again, Dead Cool is for everyone. And we wanted to ensure that we had vegan options for our vegan consumers because that is such an important foundation for the dead cool brand as a whole and with uh the chastic you know i wanted to kind of create a product you're proud of that actually repairs and nourish your lips as opposed to coating them so with with uh ingredients like petroleum it's just a seal and your lips become addicted to it and that's why you continuously have chapped lips and most people don't know petroleum jelly is really like a pipe cleaner. It's like a lubricant. So these are not things I, I advise to put on skin. Hmm. So you kind of just came upon like chastics through like trial and error from like products in general, just continuously like not really fulfilling your needs. Exactly. What challenges have you faced running your business? Definitely being a young female in the fragrance space has been challenging. Um, the fragrance industry is really a French male-dominated industry. And, you know, being an L.A.-based founder, um, when I started Dead Cool, I had just turned 22. And I, you know, I struggled and I still do struggle getting the respect I deserve. And a lot of that has to you know, stem from my age. And a lot of it is being a female in the industry, especially, and I would consider myself an untrained nose. I'm a self-taught perfumer and I don't really think there is a big um, recognition for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's been challenging. I mean, any, any young person is gonna find uh, challenges in business. It's definitely been really hard to be a manager um, I finally have, <laughs> I think I've gotten the flow of it because of course I hire people around, and, you know, the same age and it gets really tricky because, you know, you want, you respect them, you want to be their friend, but at the same time you have to create boundaries and, you know, a positive work environment. I like, I know when we were talking earlier, you said that some of your accomplishments were you being in Barney's. So... And that was like a really big goal that you had initially because like you never really thought it was going to happen. But what would you say is your biggest accomplishment with Dead Cool, your brand? 
Mm, in terms of success, like I said, Barney's was always a dream of mine. Um, you know, getting into these amazing publications, having the opportunity to travel, meet editors, and having editors know the brand and having people excited about the brand. I mean, it's pretty insane because I, you know, walk around and see people and they recognize me, which is a little strange in my opinion, but at the same time, it means that I've touched them in some way and I want to continue instilling, you know, education, especially when it comes to products and promoting this idea of green beauty. Is it based off of your goals, I guess? Like, is that how you're managing your accomplishments? Like, do you have your goals kind of set up for the rest of the year and how you want to see your brand going or is it just... Um, yes and no. It's more, you know, it's really kind of... It's hard to say this is the first time we've really had a dedicated, like, launch schedule and it was part of me, you know, letting go of, you know, this is a very personal project. It's not like a incorporated, but now Dead Cool is an ink. And with that, I have to take it very seriously. And I have always taken it very seriously. So now it's more so how to grow and what that means. So, you know, collaborations, certain things that are in the works, like these are all huge goals and hurdles and achievements I consider victories. Um, if you could rate yourself on a scale from one to 10, how is your self-care going? Like, how was your self-care at least before you started Dead Cool? And how has your self-care kind of shifted afterwards with the success of your brand? I think Dead Cool has definitely given me a lot of confidence. And of course, in the beginning, it was very, very nerve wracking to present, you know, my brand, especially like the first year, I would say. Um, I'm pretty introverted and shy, so when it comes to, you know, sharing my art and showing people what I do and create, and there's always room for, you know, good and bad feedback, so that's kind of been interesting, but, you know, my first two years with the brand, I was definitely, like I said, working to the brim and overextending so in 2019 I really took a step back and decided I need to do what's best for myself and with that you know I don't necessarily take on meetings I don't have to or do events I don't necessarily need to do and that's so personal to me because like I said I don't want to overwork myself to the point where I'm resenting the work I'm doing because I'm not getting the right response and since I've taken a step back, I've definitely seen a huge success in terms of, you know, my creativity and the excitement to create new campaigns and products and communicating that message. So it's always great to really check in with yourself, do what you need to do and not overextend. Uh, what was the point that made you realize that you needed to take a step back? There was a, I can't remember exactly when it, when it was, but, you know, I was losing sleep. I was worrying about things I really had no control over. So at that point, I really decided to, you know, take a mental health check and figure out what the best practice would be for me to create the best work. And it was kind of just, you know, from a personal standpoint to a professional standpoint. Hmm. Me and me and Kara are both in college. 
And I can definitely say that we, like, understand and relate to that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So for our next question, congratulations on your new line, by the way. Thank you. Uh, what else will you be focusing on in 2020, both in your business and personally? We just launched um, our, this is a new category for us, uh, home cleaning and house. We launched detergent and this is really for me to create offerings and think outside the box and, you know, have this identity of not only being a fragrance company that develops fragrance, candles, lotions, um, a company that creates, you know, very unique and interesting ways to extend your personal fragrance. So for me, that was detergent. We launched uh, detergent on Friday the 13th when the shit hit the fan, really. And, (laughs) And, you know, it's just, it's pretty it's pretty crazy because we, you know, we want to, we want to create conversation and with detergent, we're, you know, creating a product that's a hundred percent biodegradable, something you don't necessarily see in detergents. Um, the packaging is a hundred percent aluminum, which is one of the most, uh, resourceful and sustainable resources. And with mm-hmm. that, it really gives us the opportunity to expand our brand messaging of being good to yourself and being good to the environment while also not having to compromise for good product Hmm. that's really interesting I never really I never really thought of detergent like I know detergents have like a fragrance but I never really thought of it as something that could stem from like a bot like sense that I initially wear on my skin so I really like that approach that you're doing. And Thank I, you. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it's yes. really fun. Definitely check out our site. We just relaunched our website. That happened last week as well. And, you know, detergent is something I've been working on for a very long time. And I'm ex- extremely proud of it. Congrats. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. Um, who do you look up to in the girl boss community? I definitely look up to Emily Weiss. She's amazing. And Sophia Amoroso and all these amazing women. And I also look up to a lot of people, you know, uh, running small businesses and just kind of working on that hustle because it's it's not easy. And, you know, no. being a small business owner, I definitely have a new appreciation and value for uh, small operated businesses. So whenever I can, I support those as opposed to large large businesses yeah large corporation mm-hmm. all right so this is our last question sure we have reached the end <laughs> what advice would you give your 18 or 20 year old self mm, i would i would i would tell myself to not take things so personally um this is something i'm actually trying to actively work on you know in my young adult life or i guess my my mid-twenties, I take things extremely personally and that's because I find so much pride in what I do. And I would definitely say, you know, take it day by day and and not get discouraged because I was definitely having a hard time with that. And, you know, not everything is instant. I know we live in a world right now where everything is so accessible like uber and instagram and postmates everything is at our hand and our beck and call 
And now, of course, with everyone in quarantine and really, you know, isolating themselves, I think people have a new appreciation. So from there, this is really kind of just my take on it. And again, now, you know, experiencing this isolation, I would definitely tell myself to slow down and really take everything in and focus on gratitude. What would you say are the steps that you initially took to bring you to this point of noticing that not to take anything personally and like what steps are you taking to not take things so personally? So it's still something I'm working on, but now it's just kind of, you know, taking a step back from everything and really like talking it out with myself and really focusing on the goal ahead. And I've definitely, you know, my parents have been such a great support system my mom will say, you know, and this is, it always, you know, happens this way. She'll be like, oh, you know, they don't want you now, but they'll want you later. And every single time it's happened. And, you know, I've, I've heard some, some feedback and it hurts, you know, no one likes to hear negative things about whatever it is they're creating. So it's good to have a good support system and focus on the overall goal and vision. We would like to take the time to thank Karina Chaz for this amazing episode. We really do hope that you guys gained some tips and tricks from Karina as to how to live a cleaner life or how to keep a clear head while running your own business. To all of our listeners, remember that this is an ongoing conversation between all of us. So please feel free to leave your questions, comments, or concerns underneath our latest post at the UNI podcast. And we cannot stress this enough. Please stay safe, stay clean, stay healthy during this time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we would love to hear your thoughts. What did you think? What was your favorite part of the episode? Leave your comments on our latest Insta post at the UNI podcast. We want to include you on this journey. Once again, thank you for listening and we'll see you during next week's episode. Have a wonderful week. Bye.